This is Pastoring Out Loud, a podcast of Bethlehem Baptist Church South Campus. If you're listening, you want to hear more about the South Campus, learn more about what we do and what, what we offer, you can go to Bethlehem.Church slash South uh, to our website to get more information about the South Campus. So again, we always have random questions. Our second one without Daniel. Uh, we miss him. Miss Who, you, Daniel. Who's here today? It's, uh, I was going to say that. Just oh, give me time. Okay. I'm the <laughs> right. host. Sorry. I'm enjoying the power for a second here. Nick's obviously here. Hi. <laughs> uh, Stacy is here again. Hi. Holly is here again. Hi. We're all here again after our complimentarity. We had a little post-complimentarity podcast discussion uh, that now we're moving on to this, this topic today. We're going to talk about reopening, but first I have to ask the random question. Mm-hmm. So my random question is just for Holly and Stacy. I'm just curious uh, to know what one of your favorite things about Nick is. Oh, ah. interesting. It's one of your favorite things about Nick. It doesn't have to be the favorite. Don't want to put that much pressure on it, but just what's something you like about Nick? You know, Dave asks me this question about him. I do sometimes. So I'll say, hey, man, what are your five favorite things about me right now? <laughs> Oh, man. That's good. You know, we all need encouragers in our life. We do. You have to ask for it, too. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sometimes you do. You know, it's a bad day. (laughs) Well, I would just say (laughs) the first thing that comes to mind is Nick's um, just joy and optimism. And um, he's, for the most part, like, just really encouraging and, like, I don't know, in a good mood and just definitely like a glass half full person. And I think this comes across even when he teaches, because anytime I hear him teach, he's always very winsome and just like makes whatever he's teaching about very compelling because he's just so winsome in it. And so, yeah, he's mm. like a golden retriever. That's what Nick is. Oh. Yep. I've, I've said that before. <laughs> yep. He's the golden retriever on our pastoral staff. That's for sure. Just always happy to see and encourage you. <laughs> I was going to say joy as well. He mm-hmm. just kind of beams with, with joy. Always has a smile on his face. And also multi-gifted in mm-hmm. teaching and music. It amazes me. Just being at the Elder Wive Retreat and hearing him, what key to go into, boom, he just knew it. To <laughs> Then he jumps into, let's do this fun game and real creative and <laughs> um, getting the whole group together. with. So he's fun. Fun and, yeah. Well, that was sweet, guys. Mm-hmm. Thanks for doing that. How do you feel, Nick? <laughs> Great. Awesome. Super not awkward. <laughs> Good. So we're going to, this one is on uh, reopening. <laughs> what we mean by reopening is that we... Our we mean that 2020 happened. We mean that 2020 happened <laughs> and that we are uh, thankful to be kind of emerging from restrictions and all those things. Uh, but we just thought it would be good to do one where we kind of just re- reflect a little bit, uh, look forward a little bit, and uh, just think about what God's done, is doing, and what we hope he will do. So any, any reflections uh, from you three? on just the, the, I'll just call it the COVID season of church. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'll, I'll start with just a few and then kind of springboard you, you know, whatever you want to say. You know, I, I often tell people there were, <laughs> there were stages uh, to the COVID season. At first it was, you know, everything shut down, so it was the shock stage. I remember sitting in a room 
and being like, we have to go all live stream. Dave, you're preaching. Never look away from the camera ever. <laughs> I mean, like, okay. <laughs> Which is not, not easy. It's not easy. To do yeah, when it you're was preaching. Someone standing underneath the camera, like waving at you the whole time. Talk to the camera. <laughs> um, so shock and then kind of the scramble phase where it's like, how are we going to do ministry? How are we going to care? How are we going to check in on people? How are we going to get information to people? So virtual Wednesday connections and daily devotionals and counseling, uh, like hours that we do and like just all these things. And then I said, it, and, and you know, and, and that was kind of the thankful stage, like, man, thanks for all you're doing. This is great. You're working so hard. We so appreciate it. And then I'd say we moved beyond that to kind of the frustrated stage, <laughs> right? Um, and, and we all hit it. Uh, it was frustrating to be, uh, tr- try to do ministry that way. It was frustrating for our people to try to adjust uh, um, restrictions and wonder, just a lot of confusion and fear, like what's going on? How long is it going to go on, right? Remember, I, I think at first it was 14 days to stop the spread or something. It went it went a little bit longer than that. <laughs> so a funny, I, little yeah. funny story about that is that Dave and Kelly actually invited me to move in with them for what they thought was going to be two weeks <laughs> because that's how long quarantine was going to last. Yeah, we don't want you to be alone. Right, exactly. And then nine months later, I moved out. <laughs> <laughs> well, so. no, COVID ever happens again, we're, we're wiser. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. And then, and then, you know, and then I think that as people got weary and uh, it dragged on, we just saw, you know, all kinds of, uh, maybe the saddest thing for me is just the the divisions within our church and the people that were frustrated with one another. And I think it revealed just, a, just even a lack of being able to listen to each other and really hear each other. Because, you know, I I had the benefit or maybe whatever you want to call it. I don't know if benefit's quite the word I would use if I'm sharing my true heart. But the benefit of hearing from people on both sides of lots of the issues. And every time... Um, in a, in, a, in a phone call or face-to-face conversation, people were reasonable and uh, fairly kind and, and gentle, and I could see their perspective better. And, and none of those conversations did I walk away and wonder if they really love Jesus or not. And so, but, but there's just a lot of, a lot of heat, uh, a, lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of phone calls, lots of frustration. Um, and then, you know, the, it, it kind of ended as quick as it began you know it was also i mean it was again like there's a he's making an announcement it's friday and you know the team that's kind of doing all the covid stuff at bethlehem was up i think and most of us were up until midnight or one in the morning trying to figure out what was going to happen just because how quickly it changed right? to reopen just, yeah yeah because mm-hmm. we won't we're like okay we got to be ready for sunday i guess <laughs> um and it was a friday um, and so I think, I think it's just kind of been a whirlwind. Um, and I, I, uh, I think the Lord's been refining us as a church, uh, showing us maybe some weaknesses, showing us some, some pain points, showing us, um, where there's room for, for growth. And, uh, and honestly, on this side of it, it, it makes me excited because as the Lord refines his church, I think that he points us to the places we really can be refreshed in. We're, we're, like, where is our true refreshment? Where is our true joy? What never changes? What is always true? What is always good? Um, and then I, th- I think when he does that, he, he, like I, the sermon a couple of Sundays ago, just delight in Jesus, then he redeploys us. 
um, to be an unshakable people who spreads the gospel. So be my little mm-hmm. three-minute reflection on just uh, uh, the COVID season. For me, I'll just confess, hardest season of ministry ever. And there have been deeply difficult ones before, but, um, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of pastors, heard of a lot of churches that split, pastors walked away, and I would be lying if I say I didn't get that. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get that temptation. So between riots and George Floyd and uh, elections and COVID, man, it was, it was a year. Uh, so hard year, but trusting that God was in it, working in our, working in our midst. And he did. He met us in worship services, and he met us over and over again as we met. So grateful for his sovereign sustaining. What other reflections you guys got as far as what you saw, experienced? Yeah, I mean, a lot of similar things. And one kind of, I don't know if dichotomy is the right word, um, that I noticed is the, the beauty of, like, the actual like gathered local church and the beauty that God is not bound yeah. um, by whatever's going on in our world. So when we had to go to live stream, God showed up, yeah. you know, and he was with us when we were watching on our couch and even in the room when we were recording the live stream, he was there. So like God's not bound when we can't all get together in the same room. And that was like really mm-hmm. comforting, in the, especially in those early days of the pandemic where we're like, we're still doing church and we're still preaching the gospel and anyone around the world now can tune in and see what we're doing and worship. And it was great. Um, and yet you really feel the loss, right? Yeah. You feel the loss of not being able to get together and to speak to one another in psalm hymns and spiritual songs and admonish one another, even as all the more as you see the day approaching, you know, the, the beauty of gathering as a local church. And so I felt kind of that strange dichotomy of God is at work here and praise God, he's in control and we can still worship. And man, I miss being a church, you know? And so it just kind of drove those two things home all at once. Um, So I kind of come out and, you know, feeling those frustrations that Dave talked about, I just kind of come out just like um, valuing again, like, man, it's so sweet to be able to all be in the same room and to be able to sing and to be able to be be with one another and you know that's just what the church should be and do mm-hmm. so that's really been driven home to me over the last year mm-hmm. yeah god had so much to teach us through it as we all know and i do believe like day that there were phases of it and like nick said it made me realize our longing to be in personal fellowship in person with others, whether even it be limited for family and then our church family and just the celebration it has been to be able to come back together and from first with masks on and then with some masks off and (laughs) seeing people's faces, it's like you celebrate every stage of being together and also revealing hearts, um, my heart, to seeing others' hearts. And as God does for me through my Christian walk, he reveals the new things about my heart. And you're like, oh, wow, there was a little pride there or there was whatever there. And, and so seeing that 
in myself as we walk, see the different views and challenges, but also seeing it as a church as a whole, that hearts are revealed, and it's a good thing. It's mm-hmm. a good thing, and God is God is working through in that, through that, and and then also that big picture that we just kept coming back to, needing to come back to. God is sovereign. He's on his on the throne. Mm-hmm. He always reigns, no matter what is happening. He knew all this was happening way before we did. Mm-hmm. His sovereign plan. So, mm-hmm. just the realization of God is our rock more than ever, mm-hmm. and we are not in control. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, I would echo some of both of what Nick and Holly said that the past year has just been a roller coaster of different events and like through all those hard things that things constantly changing like God's really enough to like be your rock and refuge to go to and there's storms that keep raging and mm-hmm. and things like that like he's really enough and um I think yeah, within the church, I would say, well, also to echo what Nick was saying, um, even just going through, when we started going through the book of Acts and like the spirit is not bound, like the mm-hmm. gospel is not bound, like we're trying to follow government, you know, regulations, but even through that, like seeking to obey those things, like the Holy Spirit is not bound, like the word is going forth and God's working. He can work despite anything. And so um, that was really encouraging but I think, yeah, within the church, I think with all those different things happening, there was a sense of disillusionment, even in my own heart, of like, maybe we're not as similar in our views on things as maybe we thought we were. Um, and so, yeah, my own heart has been exposed in the past year, um, just thinking about things like, am I more concerned about being right or loving mm-hmm. others? And love means seeking to really understand those in my family that might think differently than me or have different convictions and um, and how do I treat people that I disagree with? Like if I can't even love my brothers and sisters and disagree with them um, in love, how would I do that with an unbeliever who we don't even have the foundation of faith mm-hmm. the same? And so um, I think just coming back to like the centrality of the gospel that this is what unites us. It's not these other things. Mm-hmm. Um they're not as important. And, um, and then just to seek, like dig in all the more to do the hard work of loving my brothers and sisters and really just seeking to understand them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So can I ask a follow-up mm-hmm. question that's not just for Stacy, even though her, it kind of brought it up. Sure. But this for anybody is that, is, is this a place where we can get even a little more specific where we talked about the ways in which we've disagreed and the heart issues that are behind some of these things, what what have we seen? We're like, man, this this was revealed. Um, what what are some of those issues mm-hmm. that would and you know not pointing fingers specifically, but just saying in general, like this would be good for us to think about as a church again, and to say what does the Bible have to say about this or that or whatever we've seen? I just want to make it practical. Yeah, I, th- I think uh, maybe one way I've, I've been helped, your, all your answers are really good, because I think what I would come back to is in pastoral ministry, the sufficiency of the Bible. Like, what are you going to do every week mm-hmm. as this all going on? You're going to preach the Bible, <laughs> trust the Holy Spirit to work. What are you going to rest in, you know, Jesus? So maybe to your point, Nick, what I would say is um, 
I think you can probably get more specific with the uh, with the maybe the heart issues mm-hmm. uh, yeah. because we all know what all the other issues were. Yep. And so what I would say is, you know, as, as I as I've been trying to diagnose my own heart uh, during this season and trying to even like diagnose the heart of the elders and staff and even just trying to think like my family, like where are we at? How are we doing? What I would say is where you see um, a lot of fear and a lot of frustration and um, maybe I just stop there. You know, where there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of frustration. I think we always ought to stop and ask ourselves, uh, where am I placing too much hope in something other than Jesus? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the, an example I used in one of my sermons is, you know, my kids like to make these chairs, <laughs> make these chairs out of like cardboard uh, or cardboard paper or no, uh, construction paper. That's what it's called. Yeah. And, um, Man, I would never sit in one of those chairs. That'd be a bad idea. I would fall and I'd get hurt. And I think we we found out uh, through our fears and frustrations that there were some construction paper chairs that we were sitting on for our hope and for our comfort and for our rest. And so my my encouragement and my admonishment and maybe to myself and to our flock and just even where I felt really empowered in preaching and leading is... It's all, it's, it, we really do got to rest in Jesus. I mean, like, like mm-hmm. actually, like, like, mm-hmm. like actually rest in him. I actually find abundant life in him. I actually find comfort in him because these other places fail us and, and they, they're gone in a second, um, you know? And so I think that that's what I'd want to say is, is for our people, you know, man, praise God. It seems like this thing is getting under control and that's, that's a grace uh, from God um, but I would want us to all take a look back and go, man, where did I see fear? Where did I see frustration, building, uh, lingering, <laughs> bitterness in my heart? You know, like where, where did I see those things? That Those are probably uh, check engine lights that I ought to go in and do kind of a diagnosis on my heart and say, something's not running right here. Like the car's still going, but there's something in here I got to go get checked out. Mm-hmm. And um, I always call those in counseling gospel gaps. Like, where are my gospel gaps? Like, where am I not believing the gospel? So I want to teach people to follow their fears and follow their frustrations down to their hearts and go, what, where am I not trusting Jesus? And mm-hmm. I want people to do that so they can sit in a nice chair that is going to hold them <laughs> fast and not sit down on something flimsy where they're going to fall and keep getting hurt mm-hmm. and the cycle continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, the counselor likes that answer. <laughs> Trace your emotions back to your heart. You know, what are, what are your emotions revealing? And I've felt all of those things, some fear, anxiety, anger, frustration, you know, yep. in the past year. And just what are those revealing about my heart? And, um, you know, and then redirecting it back to the Lord and repent where needed. And um, even just kind of like a general sense of like angst or, or something, you know, and like I'll quote my Ed Welch. Um, you know, when, when in doubt, repent, like there's always something to repent of, like, mm-hmm. and that just kind of like mm-hmm. loosens things up, like <laughs> create some, you know, movement. And so, um, yeah, amen to that. Mm-hmm. I was th- thinking when I've seen it in my emotions like that of, or seen it in others, but if there's been fear 
or anxiety over the last year and a half, I, I would say it was, we were more glued in the beginning, especially to the news than I have ever been. Just when is the next, you know, how long is this going to last? And, mm-hmm. and what's this, when's the vaccine coming out? Like that, like the vaccine was our hope or, yeah. um, and so if I would, those feelings rose, I realized I was listening to the culture rather than Christ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's where I just needed to go back to my foundation. That's this right. Is, when you're doing more Googling yeah. than, mm-hmm. than going to God. Yeah. <laughs> I told, I, I said once, uh, I wonder if the refresh button has ever been used so much. You know, like oh, riots and George, all oh, this is happening. Refresh, refresh, what's happening, you know, or... COVID, what are the numbers? Refresh, refresh, or uh, election results, you know, refresh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I just said, uh-huh. man, like yes. we are just, and what does that reveal? Like I am, I have got some, uh, some disproportionate hope in one way or another in, mm-hmm. in, in getting mm-hmm. this information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. What about, what about as we look forward? So we, we've kind of done some reflecting. Um, what about looking forward? So we're, we're heading into summer. Um, heading into fall, we just had our first Bethlehem backyard barbecue. Um, that was sweet to see people outside. I know Holly just had an awesome uh, women's event. That was a sweet gathering. So we're beginning to be able to gather again. We're beginning to feel ourselves uh, distancing. You know, we haven't had to wear masks or social distance now for a couple of weeks. Can hear each other sing a bit better on Sunday mornings. So recognizing, man, we want to go back and do some diagnostic work here. We, want to, we don't want to waste our pandemic. You know, Pastor John has that don't waste your uh, cancer uh, that he wrote about. So in a similar way, we don't want to waste our pandemic and just like, I don't, I don't want to just come out the same. I, I want to be refined. I want to be refreshed in Jesus. Um, so what, what do we say we're looking forward to? What, what do we want for the South Campus this summer, this fall and going forward? What are your dreams? I think, I'll talk at once. There you go, Stacey. Thank you. <laughs> I The word that's coming to me is connection, um, connecting with people, you know, reconnecting with some people from church. There's a lot of, there's new people at church. Like you look around and like, I'm just amazed the past few weeks, like there's people I haven't, I haven't seen or met yet. And so um, excited to reconnect, you know, neighbors that, you know, due to COVID and, you know, a long winter, we haven't connected with the same Looking forward to reconnecting with them. Um, yeah, and just having fun this summer. So, mm-hmm. some things. I think when you talk about there was just, it was a sweet Wednesday last night and last Friday women's event. And I think we celebrated all the more because mm-hmm. of what we were longing for. And, but also taking what we've learned. You had said it earlier, Stacy, that everybody doesn't think like I think. But to continue to remember that moving forward, even even today, as we come back with mm-hmm. no social distancing, no masks, at not everybody feels the same still. Mm-hmm. But even when we get beyond that, just recognizing that to be a, a better listener, I think to where people are at. I want to hear their hearts, maybe dig deeper of how, how are you doing, how are you feeling, and really be listening and not assume everybody's on the same page as me. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for the summer and the ways that we'll gather on Wednesdays and um, worship services without distancing and masks and those things. And, and then the fall, um, getting, I've talked about elsewhere, the Truth on Fire uh, Institute that we're getting off the ground and being able to train people and how they read the Bible and how it applies to ministry and joy and leading and mm-hmm. all those things. Um, so, I mean, there's some really exciting ministry things that are happening. Um, but then even just maybe even in a broader category than that, I'm just excited to come out of this season looking at all the things that were revealed and saying, well, now what does the Word of God have to say about all those things? So if idols were revealed in my heart or in our people's hearts or in your hearts, now what does the Bible have to say about those idols? And um, how can we apply the Word specifically to where we're at and what we saw and find more of Jesus? Because we're, I mean, we're Bethlehem, you know, we're about joy in Jesus Mm -hmm. and about being satisfied in Him and Him alone. And so what, how can we do that together, taking what we've seen in this past season um, and just being willing to apply those things? Uh, we can't be scared to do that. And um, like Stacy said, we, we always have something to repent for, and that's not bad news. That's in Christ, that's good news mm-hmm. for us because mm-hmm. we don't ever have to be afraid of that. Mm-hmm. So that, that just kind of makes me look back and say, okay, well, we can take those things and make us better. Mm-hmm. That's good. Those are good. Yeah, I think for me, it's uh, just been a clarifying and refining season for what is most important. And uh, what's most important is following Jesus, you know, knowing him, making him known, and, and finding my rest in him. So for me, it's just been clarifying for my myself. That's what I want to do. I want to give my life to that wherever I am, whatever I'm doing. I want to give my life to that. I want my I want to give lead my family to that, and I want to lead this church to that. Like I just I uh, we, we've talked about a lot in Acts. I mean, Acts has been fun because I feel like there's just a lot of room to just riff uh, <laughs> on just you know what's been going on in my heart. But I want us to be a people that worships and seeks the Lord, and then goes and tells our neighbors and the nations about Him. I mean. What else is there? You know, I mean, in one sense, what else is there to to do? And what a privilege it is to be caught up in the story. So I've, I've said to the elders, uh, so I'll say, I'll say it here first time maybe publicly, is just that I, I had to kind of overcome a sense of disappointment early on in the pandemic. So I thought, man, this is the chance for the church to shine in its unity and shine in its, you know, all these different ways. And just felt like, man, I feel like we're uh, we're kind of biting and devouring one another a little bit. But I've come to the place uh, in the last three or four months where I've just been, like Holly said, thankful. Uh, thankful for what God revealed to us because refining always happens before redeploying. And so I think where God was uh, refining us, I just get excited about like what might he do if we give ourselves to the gospel, if we give ourselves to worship and prayer. And this this is all the Sunday school stuff, right? I mean, this is the... But maybe that's the point of the pandemic, uh, you know, that, that it's it's really that deep and that simple. Uh, Jesus is enough. He's what we're all about. He's what we're going to, he's what we're going to be about. Um, he's what we're going to talk about every Sunday, as long as I'm up there most Sundays. And um, and I think that that'll, that'll be refreshing for us going forward. Mm-hmm. Any final, final thoughts or comments on reopening? 
Well, I was just going to add to my comment about the sovereignty of God because it's my favorite topic. But also, you know, this, um, if the Lord wills, I will do this or that, has all new meaning. That's right. And so I don't want to come away from that either. It's, you know, most of the things you're like, when you're not sure, you're like, oh, if the Lord wills. And most of the things, well, you have that thought, but of course it's going to happen. And right. I just have a new, it's if the Lord wills, mm-hmm. that's where right. that will happen. That's right. Yeah. Anything else? Going once, going twice. What do you like about me, Dave? I don't <laughs> I'd rather not make that public. <laughs> <laughs> I like a lot of things about you, man. You're faithful, you're wise, you're gracious, you're joyful. Um, yeah, you're you're a friend that is closer than a brother, so you know all those <laughs> things. So I'm gonna get really uh really sentimental here if you're gonna make me do it. I <laughs> half expected you not to answer, so <laughs> that's good. Thanks for listening, <laughs> and Daniel will be back next time.